Hey everyone, welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. Katie here with Alexis, and today we are going to be talking about the pillars of the gospel and what does it even mean to be a Christian? This is something that actually my husband Jake brought up. We were just discussing topics for the podcast, and I mentioned that. I was brainstorming a topic and I was like, I don't know what to talk about. And he was like, what about the basics of the gospel? Because we talk Mm -hmm. about Christianity. We talk about, you know, we are Christians, but like, what does that actually mean? And Mm -hmm. a lot of times, especially in the culture, I think that we live in with so much media, so much online, so many sermons, so much information, we get lost in what actually is the gospel because there are a lot of false messages out there about Christianity that really are not the true gospel at all. And for myself, even recently here in the past, I'd say probably six months, I feel like my, like the spirit has really the Holy Spirit, which we'll get into that, (laughs) Um, how the Holy Spirit resides within you. Um, But I feel like God has, the Holy Spirit has really opened just my perspective to what Mm. grace truly is, what the gospel truly is, because I did have more of a more of a tendency to rely on that works-based salvation i think for a lot of years and so we'll get into that but the basics i mean what is christianity what is the gospel what are the pillars of the gospel and how can that believing that and, and having that truth revealed to us lead to walking in freedom which is something that i've experienced i know you have as well lexi and yeah. freedom from sin, freedom from the world system, freedom from being enslaved to whatever it may be, idolizing something or mm-hmm. living in chains to, I mean, it could be anything. For me personally, it had to do a lot with eating and disordered eating and body image and wanting to be popular and wanting to be approved. Mm-hmm. And so how can we break free from those chains and really does come down to the gospel and God and Jesus giving that, us that freedom. But what does that even mean? So what would you say, Lexi, like when was the first time you you're, you feel like your eyes were open to the truth of the gospel and, and how would you say that has impacted your life? Yeah, I think sometimes it's difficult when you did grow up a Christian. Um, Because you do or you can have a tendency to become numb to how great God is because you've always had his presence with you. Um, My parents did a beautiful job of making sure that we had our own personal relationships with the Lord from a very early age. Um, I was always the kid who was in the neighborhood, like witnessing to my neighbors and, you know, (laughs) things like that. Like my parents talk about that to this day. Like I have always been that person. But I think as an adult, um, I had a really strong relationship with the Lord all the way through Um, high school and probably into like my first year of college. And so when I moved away from college is really when I had like that freedom and not that I moved away from the Lord, but I didn't prioritize my relationship with the Lord. And we've talked about this on episodes. Um, We had similar experiences. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that coming back to the Lord after college and realizing that I need Jesus more than I ever have, Mm -hmm. really, I think I started understanding that the the dying to yourself is not 
something that I could do personally. It's something that I have to surrender over to the Lord. So I really think that that's like the most difficult part is realizing that it's not anything that I can do, but it's what Christ can do through me. So I had that turning point. Um, I feel like very similar to around when you, um, uh, you know, rededicated your life back to the Lord. I can't exactly remember the year, but I, I do remember having, and it was a long transition period for me because it's, it's now, learning how to die to that sin nature that you've been feeding for years and years and years and, and rekindle that relationship with the Lord. And like, I just remember even having times of like being awkward and coming back to like prayer, like where something for me, that was always second nature because I've Mm -hmm. always talked to the Lord, but when you don't spend that time, it's like, you know, it's, like you're trying to rekindle a friendship. Maybe you guys fell off and then, you know, it's a little bit awkward or something like that. So for me, it's learning or in that time, it was transitioning of surrendering, surrendering, surrendering. And it wasn't an easy process because your flesh is always wanting to take hold and to dominate your spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think for me, like, it was learning how to surrender over the Lord, realizing that I'm not good enough, and then confessing those sins, confessing those failures, and also realizing that you're going to fall and you're going to stumble, but because the Lord is so gracious, he will forgive us and mm-hmm. he will accept us back in. And I think not listening to the lies of the devil where I thought like, oh, well, you know, like you said, workspace, I was so if I read my Bible, if I go to church, but I'm still sinning, like at least I read my Bible and went to church, you know, it was always like trying to weigh like, you know, okay, try to do more good than bad. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an issue too, that people think, well, I'm a good person, so I should go to heaven. Mm -hmm. But that's just not how it works because none of us are actually good people. None of us, yes, we can, we can do good most of the time, but if you have one negative thought about someone, you now are no longer a good person, you know? So, and, and it's just, it takes that one instance where, you know, God, he cannot be in the presence of sin and evil. And so that is why he had to send his son to die for us on the cross, because he literally cannot be in the presence of that. So, um, I guess back to your original, like that transition period for me and really understanding, I think in college is when that happened for me. It's coming Mm -hmm. back to, or after college, coming back to the Lord and realizing that I'm a sinner, I need Jesus. And just having a mediocre, lukewarm relationship with the Lord is not enough. Um, And that I can't do it on my own. I have to invite the Holy Spirit in to um, just... Uh, transform me from the inside out. And it's still, it's still a process. And I know you talk about refinement a lot. And I really Mm -hmm. love that concept because Mm -hmm. we are constantly being refined by the Lord and we have to accept him into our life and ask day after day after day, like help me to not fall back into my past sin. Help me to not want the things of this world. It's it's a Mm -hmm. process and it's a daily, you know, it's a daily battle every single day. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, get armored up and ready to battle because the world wants you to fall. Satan wants you to fall. There's always all these temptations and distractions. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think simplifying things can help a lot and recognizing everything in the world is either of Satan or of God. Right. Right. And we, from the beginning of time, the fall of man, we all are born with a sin nature. We all are born evil and it's only through receiving the Holy Spirit by, so we're told Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, this is one of my favorite verses, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. So it's nothing we've done. 
And Jesus came to the earth as the perfect sacrifice. So I think a lot of times we can kind of get lost in this, like sacrifice, what does that mean? And, and confused about like, well, why did Jesus even have to come? And why did he have to be a sacrifice for us? Well, so atonement for sin. So essentially in the Old Testament, atoning for um, sin. This is from actually a website that I was doing a little bit of research in it, and I'll just read the quote. It said, God created an atonement for Adam and Eve's sin, the first man and woman that lived on the earth, based on the shedding of blood of innocent animals. These innocent animals served as substitutes. So instead of the sacrifice of Adam and Eve, because they deserved death because of their sin, animals were sacrificed. So a substitute paid by a price of blood, which is accepted by God to restore the broken relationship. So sin is separation between humanity and God. And so every, you know, with sin, it's, it's that separation. God cannot, as you mentioned, God cannot be in the presence of anything unholy in -hmm. terms of like, he is so holy that Mm -hmm. sin, it creates this barrier between us and God. So this is what we see throughout throughout the Old Testament in the sacrificial system. Animals were sacrificed in the Old Testament and in Genesis 3 to ultimate, ultimately point to the Lamb of God. So it's so beautiful how these animals were used as sacrifices. Well, that's mm-hmm. really pointing to Jesus, which Jesus is the Lamb of God who is the ultimate mm-hmm. sacrifice for our sin. So through Jesus, there's no more of that transactional, okay, we have to atone for our sin. Jesus is the ultimate atonement for every sin that we've we've committed every Mm -hmm. sin we're currently committing if i'm acting in my flesh right now with selfish ambition whatever it may be um and then every single sin that we will commit now is that a license to sin by no means paul in romans um talks about you know is grace in a just an excuse for then okay well i'm just gonna live my life however i want to live absolutely not it actually that sacrifice from by uh, God sending Jesus, his only son, to die for our sins, to be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, for our evil sin nature. And you think about like the Ten Commandments, um, how many of those have we broken? Probably every single one, because Jesus says, even, you know, he says, even if you look at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery with her in your heart. So think about like, oh, well, I've never committed adultery. Well, have you ever looked at anyone lustfully? You've broken the law. Um, Do not lie. Well, have you ever told a white lie? You've broken the law. You know, that qualifies. If if you hated someone, Jesus says, uh, he talked about how hate is actually um, equivalent to murdering because you have that hate in your heart. And so when we think about the law, no one has ever perfectly kept the law except Jesus Christ. And so that perfect sacrifice for our sin, the only perfect human that's ever lived, we believe, and there's scientific evidence of someone, you know, if you are having a hard time believing in Jesus, the fact that he was perfect and he did actually die and then resurrect from the dead after three days, look into it because there is scientific evidence, scientific, there's proof and not just like, scientific proof, but um, there are just historians that even secular historians that point to Jesus and point to his life. So if you're doubting some, I would encourage our listeners to look into the case for Christ, look into more than a carpenter. Um, There's a couple of other resources out there as well, but really dig into the historical life of Jesus Christ and, and the 
the life that he did live. And, and that can, I think a lot of times encourage, um, our faith because faith is, is not based on just everything that we see. It also is this belief in something that's greater than us. And God is so beyond anything we can comprehend that it does require faith because it's not mm -hmm. something we can tangibly grasp and understand because God is so much further and beyond us. But, um, but through that and through that sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, then we no longer have to atone for our sin because it's done through Jesus. And so that gift of grace, it's nothing we've done. It's a gift that we receive. And like you mentioned, kind of this, oh, it's so hard to break free from that. Like, okay, I'm just going to be good enough and be a good Christian. Well, actually, none of us are good. It says in the word that no one is good. None of our we have evil, we have an evil sin nature. It's constantly um, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're given the Holy Spirit, and mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit then gives us the desires of the Father. But that Holy Spirit is constantly at war with with our desires of our flesh from our sin nature, right. and so we'll never be good enough if we think it's through our own it, through our own works. And really, what it comes down to is surrendering to God, surrendering to the Holy Spirit, and recognizing I've sinned. I'm probably sinning right now in some way. <laughs> I will continue sinning, um, but God sees through Jesus. It mm -hmm. is if we believe and accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, He calls us righteous. And it's only through through Jesus Christ. We'll never be good enough. We'll never live up to the law. Um, but that's mm -hmm. the freedom that exists in Jesus and believing right. that he is the son of God, that he is our savior. He indwells within us the Holy Spirit to be able to allow us to live by the spirit and not by the flesh and actually have that fruit of the spirit that creates those good works and and. And it's not through my good works that then I'm saved. It's I'm saved so then I can do good things through the spirit, not through mm -hmm. my flesh. Right. And think like, think about how daunting it would be to try to be good enough. Because even when you see that distinction, Old Testament, New Testament, Old Testament is before Jesus, New Testament after Jesus and how we get to live with the Holy Spirit now inside us because that's what was left for us. Um, so we wouldn't have to try to always be good enough. Cause I don't think any of us really realize how hard it would be to live up to God's standards. And that's what you see all throughout the old Testament. I mean, constant sacrifice, like even only one priest could go into like the presence of God one time a year to make this, you know, so there were so many rules and barriers and things that they had to do. And, you know, um, and it's just, it, it's not even realistic to, to try to even meet God's standard. But that's the thing that's so beautiful about him sending his only son to die for us on the cross. So we can now be good enough through Jesus. And um, right. that's where that whole concept of being born again and being, um, becoming a child of the Lord. And, and that's the thing. Um, one of the verses that I liked um, was, where is it? Where is it? And, oh, it's uh, John 3, 3 through 5. Um, and it says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom mm -hmm. of God. 
What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, mm -hmm. he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So the water portion of that is um, baptism. And that's why as Christians, we don't do child um, uh baptism because like you don't have like a choice it's like oh my parents want me to get baptized and yes mm -hmm. i was actually baptized as a child because my mom's side grew up catholic and at the time right. my mom was still a catholic but anyway but that's why we have like adult baptism when you become mm -hmm. a new christian or not even just adult even if you're a kid and you become yeah. a christian i um right. have been baptized as a young person um and so that's when he means the water and spirit but the spirit portion is being born again in christ that means dying your old self and your flesh has died off and now you are a new living spirit in the lord and so i think that's really important to think about that you know by ourselves alone we can't be born again if we're like, and how he was asking, like, how can a person be born? If I'm already born, how can I be born again? I can't go back into my mom's womb. Mm -hmm. But that process of, of, of releasing our wants and desires and asking the Lord to come live mm -hmm. in us, that's when we're born again. And that's when we can have the ability and the Holy Spirit in us to die to our flesh, to live the life that God wants us to live, but not without, you know, needing to still repent and still uh you're still gonna stumble you're still gonna fall and that is completely right. okay um and the lord forgives us for all those things but like you said as well not living in that place of like well i know i'm already forgiven so i can still mm -hmm. sin and do these things it's like right. no it's that constant refinement process of wanting to be christ-like christian means little mm -hmm. christ so I think that's like, you know, that's definitely something that's hard that I have to work on a daily basis is like, mm -hmm. am I in my flesh or am I living in the spirit? And, you know, there's always going to be that war in your heart back and forth and back and forth. And every single day, I, I can't remember when I said this to my boyfriend, but I was, him, I was like, every single day, there's a fight for your heart and your mind. Mm -hmm. I was like, and you get to choose who it's going to be surrendered to. And I was like, and then mm -hmm. when you wake up again, it's another, and even this hour by mm -hmm. hour, it's not even like a daily fight. It is yeah. an hour by hour, you know, you could be like, I always laugh. Like it's always the days where I wake up, I get like good devotion time and praying. Like, you know, I listen to a sermon, go on my walk, like the whole day is starting beautifully. Right. And then it's like one thing goes off schedule or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that could just like totally ruin my day where I'm now, you know, not in living in the spirit. I'm living in the flesh because I'm having like these like thoughts and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I'm mad or like whatever. And you know, it, it's interesting how that can happen too, but it's constantly hour by hour wanting to live in the spirit, wanting to be sanctified by Christ. Yeah. And, you know, as sinners, we are spiritually dead. Like we are mm -hmm. dead. Like that all that we can produce as sinners and as, as non-believers is death. Mm -hmm. We, we don't get to live in heaven with the Lord until you accept him into your heart and you surrender your heart over to him. And you know that Jesus died for your sins. Um, so mm -hmm. that, yeah, so that's always like a concept for me that I have to remind myself. I was like, every day it's a war, it's a battle. Like you wake up, yeah. you, what, how are you going to choose today? Um, right. So. Right. Yeah. And I think one difficulty that I definitely have lived in and I see other people live in is like this fear of losing our salvation based on our mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. And once you're saved, you're always saved. And that's right. that's so difficult for us to understand that, oh my goodness, like it's nothing I've done and nothing I do right. can ever take that away. Um, right. And that 
that freedom and that free gift that God gave to us. And it's nothing. So if we haven't earned it, then there's nothing we can do for him to take yeah. it away. Now there is some call into question. Sometimes you see Christians, Christians, people who maybe said they were leave the faith and say, you know, I never, I am leaving Christianity. Well, then it's a question of, okay, were, were they, it calls into question, okay, maybe they weren't saved because once you mm -hmm. accept Jesus as your Lord and savior and the Holy spirit is within you, there is no, you can't undo. Like God says, mm -hmm. once we are saved, we are always saved and we're secure mm -hmm. in that salvation. And yeah. so for those who are battling maybe with that or questioning, um, we have to remember that it's nothing that we earn. And so it's nothing that we right. can do that's going to, you know, take us away from from god because god is calling us it's not us who is you know seeking right. god it's god called us and we respond yep. and now for the person who maybe hasn't accepted jesus that is a real anxiety because um yep. if they have not accepted jesus as their lord and savior and the holy spirit has not indwelled within them then yes there is a reason to be concerned because unless you do right. that you will spend eternity separated from the Lord. And so that is a serious question that we all have to yeah. wrestle with. Did yeah. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior? And is the Holy Spirit within me and dwelling yeah. within me? And one way I think this is, I just kind of jumping into a little bit of my testimony and how um, I was saved probably when I was like eight to 10 years old. Um, mm -hmm. And the reason that I knew this is because I always had this, just desire to share the gospel. And I remember like mm -hmm. in elementary school, um, sharing it with someone who was in my class who was Muslim. And I was like, well, why don't mm -hmm. you believe in Jesus? And just like having that desire. And then when I started to really focus on worldly things in mm -hmm. college and then after, and I just walked away from church and I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I want to try to be famous and rich and beautiful and it'll fulfill me. And you know, right. church has never been that fulfilling. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Little yeah. did I know that I was totally taking the wrong the wrong road. Um yeah. but I remember every single time I was participating in things that were not godly, that were sinful. I was um you know using terrible language. I was dating the world as the the way the world dated. I was just doing me, you know, focusing on my image, posting things online that I never should have been posting. I always had this conviction and right. the Holy Spirit will convict us of our sin. And that leads us to repentance. And that yeah. is part of that sanctification process. And so I knew that now looking back, I'm like, man, that was the Holy Spirit convicting me every single right. time. And so I yeah. had this like, this war was waging within me and it because i was grieving the holy spirit whenever we are committing sin and we are actively participating in a sinful lifestyle we are grieving the holy spirit and that's why you feel that strong conviction uh, and if you are a believer you know what i'm talking about when you know you're walking in sin and you're like the holy spirit and your sinful nature are like waging war against each other and so you know with with that i finally probably at age 25, I think it was, or 24, when I'd been in the fitness industry for a while, I was like, I'm surrendering to God. I'm no longer mm -hmm. going to, of course there's battles, daily battles, but yeah. that, that, uh, stubbornness that I had, I really was like, turn, like hardening my heart, but mm -hmm. it was always within me just this like war. And yeah. that is a, 
is evidence of the Holy Spirit within you and repenting and turning. God calls us to repentance. It's not an excuse to live our sin lifestyle. Grace is not an excuse to lend us, leave a, oh, hello, jumbling my words, live a sinful lifestyle. Um, and that's something too, a lot of people say, well, I was born this way. I, I yeah. have had these struggles ever since I was a child. So that means right. that this is okay. Well, we're all born with a sin nature. And yeah. so I, you know, was born with a tendency to be super selfish. And so, yeah. I, you know, we're all born sinful. And so it's about yeah. repenting from that sinful state and, and turning to God and, and yeah. living by the spirit, not by our flesh. But, you know, that excuse, well, I was born this way. Well, God tells us we have to be born again. We're yeah. new creations. Yeah, you may have been born that way, but man, we're born again. So yeah. how can we be born again if you're listening and you haven't turned your life over to, to Jesus? He, he, if someone's listening to this, I think God is actively working in their life if, if they've right. listened to this point. And so, you know, what is holding you back from surrendering to the Lord? And yeah. I think a lot of times it is our sinful desire that gets in the way because we don't want to leave that sinful lifestyle that gratifies yeah. our flesh and brings our, our flesh um, pleasure. But that fleshly pleasure is eternal is eternal, leads to eternal hell and eternal yeah. consequence. And so um, that that freedom that comes from surrendering our life to Jesus is so much greater than anything the world can offer. And there will always be that God shaped hole in your heart until you surrender to Jesus. And yeah. um, definitely we are testimonies to that, but also so many people that we have seen turn from their sinful way or sinful lifestyle and, and, really essentially worshiping the things of Satan to worshiping yeah. the Lord and just how much freedom there is. Yeah. And the world is always going to look so shiny and pretty mm -hmm. and attractive. And that's the thing, like, you know, Satan knows what happens in the end. He knows who wins and that is God and that is Christ. So he's trying to take as many people with him to mm -hmm. hell, which is, your separation from God for forever. And he's trying to pull as many people. So of course, things of this world is going to look shiny and beautiful and nice. And we've talked about this multiple times. It's like, why do you see yeah. celebrities who are so unhappy battling with depression, battling with suicide, but all these things. And it's like, they have everything that the world right. can offer at their fingertips. And why do they seem so unhappy? Because nothing in this world will ever satisfy us. No amount of money, no amount of beauty, no, no amount of fame will ever right. satisfy this hole that God specifically placed in our heart. And I think the thing to also remember, remember is that we have a choice at the end of the day mm -hmm. the lord doesn't want to see any of us perish but we have a choice we either choose him or we choose death eternal death and eternal separation from the lord and the fact that all of us have a choice where we get to choose whether we want to live in heaven with god for forever or if we want to essentially burn in hell we get to choose mm -hmm. that and mm -hmm. so i think a lot of times people I know there are some scriptures. Okay, so obviously the Lord knows who is going to be saved and who is not. <clears throat> but he, at the end of the day, he still gave every single person a choice. I know there's some scriptures that people are like, oh, no, like some are selected and some are not. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, no, you just have to remember that God knows everything. So he knows who is going mm -hmm. and who is not. But Holy Spirit is so powerful and, you know, and will work in mysterious ways that not 
anything yeah. that we do will bring someone to Christ. And we've talked about this before yeah. too, but it's the work of the Holy Spirit. And then also living out a lifestyle that is pleasing to the Lord. So other people, when they're viewing you, cause there's always people who are watching when people are seeing you and they're like, what is different about this person? Because the world is so loud and so noisy, but what is different about this person? They have this peace that surpasses all understanding, but, but their life might be falling apart. I remember, um, uh, a random story. So when me and my brother opened the gym, uh, like almost five years ago now, um, we had enough money to invest and to start the business and things like that. But the first year or so, or almost two years, we didn't make any money. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I remember we were training some clients and we had just a small amount of clients that we were training. Mm -hmm. And one guy, um, he asked my brother like, Oh, like, you know, how, how's business going? Like, are you guys like making good money? You guys are so happy all the time and always just so joyful. And my brother's like, honestly, like maybe at that time I would say we were taking home, like just enough to like barely pay personal bills. But even then it was like, not really. Like I still had a job. I had two jobs. Yeah. whatever. And so he was like, you guys are just always so joyful. My brother's like, I'm not making any money. Like essentially at that point, my brother's like, my parents, my parents were still helping him out with bills. They're helping me out yeah. with bills. Like just stuff like that. Like we were putting a thousand percent of our money into our business. So, um, and, and my brother's like, you know, it's, it's the Lord. Like he, he's like, even though we have days where we are breaking down crying and not knowing if this is what we're supposed to be doing, but God has given us a peace and he's always just provided a way. And yeah. it, it, that peace and that understanding, and this is someone who was a Christian as well, or is a Christian, but he didn't understand. I was like, okay, that is the difference of, yeah. of when the Holy Spirit is living inside you and you're allowing God to do his work, even right. in the crappiest situations, you feel you still have peace and you still have joy and you have comfort because you know that nothing in this world, you're not tied to anything in this world because the world will burn. Everything will go. You don't get to take your money with you when you die. But mm -hmm. the Lord gives you this peace that is, is that people realize. And they're like, okay, how do you have this peace and this joy when you have nothing, you can't mm -hmm. pay your car, you can't pay your rent, you can't pay, you know, you can barely pay your phone bill, like things right. like that. And that right. was, I'll never forget that moment. Mm -hmm. And when we were like talking to him and he was like, oh, like, and he realized, but this was also someone who came from a workspace faith and who thought like, you know, I have to do all these things in order to be saved or, but there wasn't this happiness and this joy mm -hmm. that only the Lord can give even in the crappiest situations. Right. And, you know, and, and not every day is that way, but I do think that like that joy and that happiness that even if you're flat broke, that only comes from the Lord because, you know, the world revolves around money. Like you have to have yeah. money to things you have to you know all those things but I that is something I will never forget and like I always tell people I would do I would start the business over 500 times because mm -hmm. that is what strengthened both me and my brother's relationship the most yeah. because it was complete total surrender and living like it just relying on Christ minute by minute hour by hour yeah. Because we didn't know when the next time we were going to get paid. It could be one big lump sum, and then we don't get paid for another six months. So, you know, that was probably, I would say, one of the times where I had just experienced Christ the heaviest and the most, where I was mm -hmm. like, his presence is here because he's giving this this peace yeah. that just says, keep pushing forward. Um, so 
yeah, I, I just, I always tell that story because that is something that like, you just never forget those like feelings yeah. and those emotions. And um, yeah. just the presence of God was just so heavy with me. And it's easy to forget when you have everything and everything's going swimmingly, it's so easy to start relying on yourself and not living in the spirit because you're like, well, everything's going great. Like, what do I need God for? So, and that's why in the verse it's, it's, um, what was the verse when it's harder for a rich man or it's easier for a rich man to go through an eye of the needle Mm -hmm. than to enter the kingdom of heaven. Um, because it's hard for a a camel to go through the eye, right? Yeah. Something like that. You know, Whatever. Yeah. Look it up, people. We're not, we're not it's not up. my notes. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, and, and that's so true. It, it is like, you know, the worldly things, like we get so attached and we forget that this is not our home. Um, so right. yeah. Right. And look up that verse correctly because, you know, I, I always ruin, I always yeah. ruin verses and quotes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so funny. Well, you know, and it's not that material possessions are bad. It's it's right. the fact that the more we have, the more that we are weighed down and burdened by the by the world and the harder it is for us to give all that up to God. Yeah. And I remember recently I was listening to a pastor and I can't remember who it was. Gosh, I listened to so many sermons, but he was talking to someone in um, China, I believe, about the just challenges of sharing the gospel there and like, Oh my goodness, like how challenging it must be. And he said, I fear for America more than I fear for the people Mm. of China because we are so comfortable in our, in our wealth and in our prosperity that we think we've earned it. We think we've made it, you know, the American dream of making it now, of course, like, America is an amazing nation, the land of the free, and it was established on Christian principles of freedom to be able to be free from persecution because of your religion and to be able to live a life that God calls you to live. That's what the freedom is. It's not, you know, to get rich. Um, It's to be able to to live a life that God's calling you to live. Um, But just that burden of so much. We're so busy. We're so distracted. We're so caught up in social media. We're so caught up in our stuff and keeping up with the Joneses that it really does create so much distraction and Satan loves it. And and I just remember that like really made me stop and think, oh my goodness, like the people who actually have less in terms of material possessions, a lot of times have a it's it's going to be easier to surrender your life when you're not burdened by all of these things that we tend to put our worth in. Now, right. I am so blessed to live in the United States and I feel like such a, I mean, I'm just like, oh my goodness, thank you, Lord, that I live in a place where I can worship for, freely. Um, but at the same time, the United States is a battleground and yeah. Satan is winning. I mean, you look at the culture war and you look at just what has happened in in the fact that we no longer can define what a man or a woman is. I mean, the fact that there is so much just division, um, right. Satan is really, really fighting um, for yeah. that division and for the, the warped truth. Um, and so, and also just material possessions and our busyness right. and all these things that can be so, they can distract us so easily. Um, right. And so I think, you know, recognizing, okay, it's not the material possessions, nothing's, that's not evil to be wealthy or to, but, right. it, it, but it's like, 
is that burdening me and taking and distracting me from the truth? And a lot of times for sure, I mean, money, fame, and I mean, oh my gosh, just speaking from being in the fitness industry, it's like the toxicity of the obsession Mm -hmm. with the next dollar, the next Mm -hmm. um, big break, the next, whatever my body, my, you know, am I going to be Instagram famous? Am I going to have a million hits on this video? Am I going to make, you know, it's just like, oh my goodness. It's so sad because none of that. And I can speak from experience of being in the fitness industry for quite a bit of time that that will never bring you satisfaction. You'll always be wanting more. And that really does back to the well that never, or the, so the well that doesn't quench our thirst is the world, but then the well that will quench our thirst, it points to Jesus and yeah. um, how beautiful. And, and what you mentioned about being able to do all things. So Philippians four, four through six, I can do all things through Christ who gives me, oh gosh, now we're butchering it, but this is off memory. people. So, you know, give me a little bit of a break, but what Paul is... <laughs> But what Paul is talking about in that verse that we can do all things through God who gives us strength is we can endure all things and we can persevere through all things because we have Christ. Not I'm going to win my track meet. I used to use that verse out of context Um, because, you know, God, you know, maybe he will, maybe it is his will for me to win my track meet. But you know, we can do all things, we can endure all things. And it's not, we're going to be rich and famous and health and wealth and prosperity because we believe in Christ. No, we're guaranteed to be persecuted. We're told we're going to be mocked. We're told we're going to be criticized. We're going to be hated because we are Christians. Um, And it's not our material possessions or our home or our car or Bugatti in the driveway. It is the fact (laughs) that we're given eternal life. And that's the biggest gift that we could ever receive. And it's all because of Jesus. So praise him. Yeah. 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 And we will never be satisfied in this world. So it is nice, like knowing that as well, though, knowing that when you do know that truth, like we were talking about last week and to not share that with others. So I definitely Mm -hmm. encourage, um, you know, anyone who's listening, just share the gospel, get more comfortable with it. I know I'm definitely trying. I love how um, JP, we always talk about him, um, the pastor of um, uh, Harris Creek down in Waco. He always talks about like, you know, the question that he asks, like, where are you going to go when you die or when you get to the gates of heaven uh, and you ask like, or, and God asks why you should be let in, what are you going to say? And like, I ask people that, and that is like a very convicting question that is such a great way to mm. like intro into just sharing the gospel. And it does oh, yeah. it's like hearts and minds and, and, you know, and like we said, the Holy spirit is going to do what he's going to do and he's going to work in the way that he sees fit. Um, so, but just remembering that like we are saved by grace alone and that our, our responsibility as Christians is to share the gospel and to try to, um, just encourage people to know Christ, love Christ, because there is a difference in you and, and people see it. Um, and, you know, you will be yeah. hated on for it as well. But like, you know, you just have to embrace those things and know that like this life is so temporary and that right. our job here is to make sure that we are living our purpose, the purpose that God has given us. But that's also how we witness to others too around us. So I think that's yep. important, but yeah, I hope, yeah, I hope you guys yeah. took a lot away from this for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. I loved this topic too. So thank you, okay. Jake. For, yeah. Um, Shout out to Jake. Yeah. Thanks that's awesome. Your-
Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the the topic and and yes. um, just yeah, so good, so good. So, and that verse was Philippians four thirteen. <laughs> I can right. do all things through him who gives it, who gives me strength. So yes, uh, most famous verse. verse I would say oh, too. Yeah. So yeah. good, so good. We can we can get through anything with with Jesus. So yes, thanks everyone for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>